Hi guys, welcome to episode 6 from Two in the Tackle. Today's podcast is just about the top four and how I see the top four shaping up in the run into the finals. Hope you guys enjoy. In the last episode we spoke about um, Tom Trebojevic and whether he's the best in the game at the moment. And uh, this episode... I think we'll talk about the top four. We're going to talk about the top four, but there's obviously a few things that we're going to touch on beforehand. Uh, I have to go over Smudgy, Captain Smith, Steve Smith, who's back-to-back hundreds in the test against England, at Edgebaston. Um, remarkable, unbelievable, incredible performance. There's a match-winning performance by the skipper. And while, they, while we're beating around the bush, why don't we just hurry up and give it to him? But yeah, to be honest, I haven't seen one delivery, so I can't comment too much about the cricket, but just to hear back-to-back tons, 12 months out of that game, under all the pressure in the world, over there in England, good performance. Uh, but yeah, that's enough of the cricket so far. I might pop back over there at some stage throughout the podcast. You know how my mind likes to run away with itself sometimes, but... Hopefully we can keep on track today. So we've got top four. We've got the Melbourne Storm, the Sydney Roosters, the Canberra Raiders, and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think that's the order. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That will be the top four. No other team will slip in. I'm going to call it. It's not that big a call. Those are the four best teams in the competition. Um, Daylight second. You know, there's teams like Manly, Parramatta, Cronulla. They might be knocking on the door, but it's, I still think it's Daylight. Um, so of those four teams, they're the only ones that can win it. Maybe someone else might make the grand final, but only they're going to win it. So we'll look at South Sydney. They've got the Wayne Bennett factor. Sam Burgess has been um, critiqued by Bennett in the presser recently. Managed to get the downgrade on that tackle. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like the downgrade. I'm not in charge of the downgrade. I didn't hear what went onto it, into it. But I just think you should be missing time for that. I don't think that's a fine worthy. I think you should be missing time for that. But that's another thing. Um, I think that's got to be give him a little boot up the backside. He's got a little bit lucky pre- just before the finals. It's one of those things when you talk about this. If they do win the premiership from here, they talk about this. They talk about the drama that it had. They talk about what happened to him at the end of last season. And it all builds and it makes for a bigger, better picture when they talk about this premiership. So if South Sydney go a long way to win this comp, they've got a long way to win this comp. Sam Bird is going to be a massive part of that. Um, they have dropped off from where they were at the beginning of the season. They pretty much have dropped the ball since Cody Walker's game one for New South Wales. But he's been slowly improving. And I think I've touched on that previously. He's been slowly improving. And when he gets firing, that Braden Burns is a young... Young blood at the moment, and he's looking to rip in. He's got a bit of runs on the board, and he's enjoying his footy. As they say, they say that, hey, just enjoying me footy. I want to hear, I've never heard anyone who's been performing well say that they ain't enjoying their footy. Has anyone heard that? Imagine James Sedesco or Kalen Ponga, they come out next week, and they get hit up at the end of the match, and they go, what do you credit your form to? Oh, I'm just not really enjoying my footy. I just hate it. When I hate it, that's what brings the best out of me. I just, I just can't stand 
my football. I hate having to come here, rock up two hours early, have to sign, sign signatures for kids in the after the game. I get a new headgear every time I play for a new coloured team. I hate it. They're always enjoying their footy. I understand why they don't just enjoy their footy. All right, speaking of enjoying their footy, um, we've got the Canberra Raiders down there in the nation's capital. They've got the, the Barmy Army down there. They've got John Bateman, Charles Nickel Clockstead. They've got Nick Kotrick performing in the centres. There's rumours that Jordan, uh, Jordan BJ Lailua, Moppy making a return. BJ Lailua, Joseph, yeah. Who's BJ or Joey? Remember those ones? Anyway, BJ Lailua. But he's four, but you probably don't need him because they've been remaining consistent. As much as he's got a lot of X factor, this camera side at the moment has a good balance. That Simmonson, I heard he's a rugby sevens player. He's doing well. Um, the camera side across the board are doing well. Ricky Stewart grinds me gears still. As much as I haven't been on his case this year, he still grinds my gears. He talks about all the last couple of years, you know, with the broken clubs and talks galvanizer. Shut up, mate. You're the one responsible for it. Trying to talk about this is what's galvanised us, mate. You bloody had Hodson the entire season. That's bloody helped. Straighter. See you, Soliola, my, my mate, bro. We're mates. We're mates from way back, man. See ya. But uh, he's, he's doing well. He's looking like he's joined himself in the front row. I knew you always wanted to be like me. Not the other way round. What are you guys talking about? But anyway. Uh, he's playing well, just properly. Dynamis Louis. It's better when he's coming off the bench, let's be honest. When he's starting, I don't, I don't think that's your rotation's good enough if he's in your top three. But when he's in at four, coming off the bench, it just means you've got to, like, if there's a better player than Dynamis, and you've got three better players than Dynamis, you're going to have, you're probably going to have a better challenge against him. And he's still a good player. But you want him at your four. When he's starting, your you starting front row is not as good. That's how I see it. Like when you look at the Roosters starting four, we'll get to them. They've got Isaac Liu as fourth front rower, fourth middle. Like, come on, that guy plays in New Zealand. And then they've got, uh, who else? We had Dylan Napa last year. Like, think about that. Dylan Napa started for Queensland. And he was off the bench. So if you can keep a player like the Navas at the four, at the four Fourth man for your uh, middle rotation, then you're doing well for yourself. And that's next what they got. They got that Joseph Tapane, Tapani, sorry Tapane, Tapani. He's in there uh, with the other two. So they've got the big forwards up front, but see, still got that footwork. And then they've got Tapani, the the new age back row, the one with the fast feet. They still plays through the middle of the field. You think he might have a bit of ball played on him, but you haven't seen it. He's got that offload, uh, but he's that. He's that similar style like your Cam Murray, but not not as fast as Cam Murray, but your smaller middle. You feel me? You feel me? No, but he's still big. It's strange. It's hard to explain. Sears a little bit like that as well. And that's probably what makes, makes it up, is the fact that they've got two of them. I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm loving how the middles are playing these days. Um, I'd like to see some of these edges and these centers to pop up on other sides of the field. Slowly, we're getting the halves to start developing that. We're seeing that definitely at the Raiders. Um, who are, you know, really, really big threat. They've got players there that are prepared for it. They've not played in a preliminary final. They're not going to need to lose a grand final to win one. So if they make themselves into a grand final, I think the experience of Hodson, Whitehead, Papali'i, Soliola, 
uh, Bateman, obviously. The form and the um, excitement, as Charles Nickel Clock said, Nick Kotrick, Jared Croak, and the experience. I think, you know, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And if they make the grand final, you're going to be under a lot of trouble because they're going to come out all guns blind. They're going to get Ricky Stewart, fire them up. You can fire up a team. Don't you worry about that. As much as I critique the mother function, you can't fire up a side. Then we go to the Sydney Roosters. Oh, they're fucking looking on fire. Someone said they didn't even get out of second gear. Shout out. I think it was um, someone said they didn't even get out of second gear. I think it was Ryan. Was it? Anyway, we'll just give them the shout out. On you, Ryan. Ryan Milk, my brother-in-law. Is he my brother-in-law? We might as well be. Uh, congratulations as well there, Rhino. Ron, Milzy, uh, the journeyman, the self-confessed confessed journeyman. Uh, mascot, Lapa, Southeastern, and now the Kuji Wombats. He started off at Southeastern, now he's at the Kuji Wombats. Oh, well. Hope he... Uh, you know, enjoys the new the newborn, and uh, congratulations to him and his wife, or his fiance officially, but not as well be his wife. Uh, Kate, and congr- and good work by her too. Their second one uh, was born this morning, so congratulations to them. Uh, but yeah, it was him who was saying that he didn't even think the Roosters got out of second gear, which I thought was a little bit of a shock. They got fifty eight points, uh, but it just shows the ex the 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 potency of their attack at the moment. Uh, but they're, they're playing that very good, fast, hard-hitting, through-the-middle third, lots of lots of pushing up, and lots of just... They've just got a lot of numbers. It seems like they've always got a lot of numbers. They're always pushing up in numbers. They're, they've always got options. They've got a lot of options because they're playing faster. The forwards are laying that platform, and Siwa and Hargraves, when they get going, oh, my goodness. When those two get going, they've got Victor Radley at the back, Sam Verrills, you seen that? See that? Now, it could be specific to a team. I have heard of coaches picking players that are solely about the the style they want to play up against a, a, a specific team that week. But it, it looks as though they've gone that Sam Verrills because they want a straight transition Jake Friend into that nine and they want to start working a bit more uh, variety in their middle third of the field. Which, can you blame them? When they have the expertise... Of a Victor Radley and a Isaac Lou and a, you know, a Satili Tupanoa, the Fatmosili, uh, who else? Lindsay Collins, Teravano, you know, they've got a very, very good pack there. They've got Crichton, and they're all coming off the bench. What? They say, what? Um, yeah, but it's all about the TPAs, as they say. So you've got to be good with your TPAs, you've got to have good managers. You know, if you've got a good manager, chances are you're going to find yourself in these suburbs, in the Bondi Junction Club, as they say. Um, but yeah, they're, they're looking very good when they can get going. The, the big question with, with them, and it's always been the big question with them, is can they do it for 80 minutes at the right time of the year? They did it last year. Three best games of the three finals games. They've got to do it again this year. And, and you just hope as a fan that you can start putting together a couple of full 80-minute performances now so that you know that they're there with a consistent basis come September. And that's what you need to win a premiership. You need to be playing your best football at the back end of the year. And so let's hopefully the Roosters keep building into what Cooper Croc deserves. He deserves to go out the best of the game. 
Uh, but then we've got to move on to the Melbourne Storm. Craig Bellamy, Cameron Smith in the Melbourne Storm. They've got Cam Munster. Jerome Hughes, he's just playing excellent, isn't he? I, I don't, I don't, oh, there's something about him that I'm just not convinced of. But he's performing as if you could throw him in that top category. I didn't chuck him in that top category last year, last week of fullbacks when we're talking about Turbo because personally, there's something about him that I'm just not convinced on. But the reality is, I'm wrong. The performances that he's putting on out there. It says, Wiki, shut your mouth. It says he is on fire. And I like that Pappenhausen. Maybe I just prefer a different style of fullback. I think he's he he doesn't really have that finesse or that glide or that goal as a fullback. But he still is performing really well. Uh, Brody Croft has improved slightly from last season. I think I've noticed other people say that he is significantly better than last year. I don't necessarily think significantly better uh, because he wasn't too far off last year. It was just a couple of lapses here and there. And if he just picks them up, that's all he needed. He's still only young. He's not expected to be Cooper Cronk tomorrow, although that would be nice uh, for the moment. Storm, not for Roosters, but it might be good for us later, but not just yet. Um, yeah, because we've got that Walker. What's his name? What's his name? Something Walker, not Shane Walker, that's his uncle. Uh, but it's one of the Walkers. He's, he's a sign. Hopefully he does well. You don't want to be one of those kids that blow up early and then you get the grey and then you don't really perform. Well, you don't you wouldn't mind it, but you know, you know what you'd rather be, a guy that doesn't get the big names and then does make it. But anyway, shut your mouth again, Wiki. You don't know what you're on about half the time. A lot of the time, really. Um, but yeah, Melbourne Storm stayed excellent. I don't think their best is as good as the Roosters' best or even the Canberra Raiders' best, but I think they'll hit their best more likely. Is that that's it? That's exactly it. Their best ain't as good as some of the other teams' best, but they can hit their best more than everyone else. Maybe it's like Glenn McGrath a little bit. Remember Glenn McGrath? It wasn't like Brett Lee. He would have just ripped your thumps, your stumps out. Although he did sometimes. He would have just, just beat you with pure speed. He would just chip away at you and he will just nail it every single time. And if you can't maintain that, if you can't keep up with it, you're gone. You've got to get done. Glenn McGrath, what a great bowler. He's sort of like being, being a cricket fan or an Australian cricket fan growing up with Glenn McGrath. Say we grew up with people like Cummins and Stark and that. As much as I like Cummins, I do really like Cummins. But, like, um, the fact we grew up with Glenn McGrath, you knew what was required from your fast bowler. He needed to hit a 10-cent piece. He needed to hit it just outside off, make it difficult to play. And he did. He just taught you that you just needed to hit that spot. You hit that spot, they're going to struggle to play ya. Um... Yeah, but we, we were blessed as well, though. Blessed with him and Shane Warne. So with some of their captains, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, but uh, Cameron Smith, this is one thing that I, how I describe Cameron Smith. And I only recently came up with this idea. Other people probably thought about it or said it themselves. But Joey Johns, Jonathan Thurston, Billy Slater, uh, Darren Lockyer. Uh, did I say Shane Warne? I really like Shane Warne, obviously. People like them, there's there's many more. Sonny Bill, there's many more out there. But they, they, 
their attribute, or one of their things that they had was the big play. They could turn the game on a, on a straight away. Turn the game into their favour. I don't know the word I was looking for, but you know what I mean. Turn the game to their favour with a big play. Big moment, or back-to-back moments, or five, ten-minute period, where it would just be all them with all the running, and they'll turn the game in their favour. Cameron Smith, he isn't known for the big play like that. He's known for making sure or assuring that their team executes the game plan. So he might not necessarily have the big, you know, like influence on an outcome. His influence on the outcome is executing the game plan. So it's not he manages to, so you don't need the big play. He puts you in a position to execute the big play if required, but he doesn't want to get to the big play. He's going to beat you before the big play. And that's how he influences the game. He's in control of the game from the get-go. He doesn't grab the game by the scruff of the neck. He's already had it. He's dra- he is just calmly taking the game in the direction that he wants it to go. And he's done it 400 times. 500 times. Maybe not that much, but you know what I'm getting at. Great player. I'd like, you know the coaches, like Craig Bellamy has a, a, a strange win percentage. Sorry, a significant, a great win percentage. But when you think of someone so dominant, you would feel as though, I feel as though, sorry, it's usually high, it should be high, but over the amount of numbers, it always pulls it back down because obviously you're going to have a lot of bad time and so here and there. <coughs> but what's Cameron Smith's? Is, would his one be higher than Craig Bellamy's or would it be the same? For the Melbourne Storm, would it be the same? No, it'd be higher. Because they lose when they don't have Cam Smith. But they never not have Cam Smith. That's the thing. Anyway. Yeah, probably probably do love a little bit of Cam Smith myself there. I do think he gets a rub of the green with the refs, though. Some people may dis, dis, disagree with me. Blake O'Connell. Some people may disagree with me. But, oh, I think he does get the rub of the green. And he might have touched on that with Matty Johns. Played it down a little. You know, he's a clever guy. He's a clever guy. He's clever enough he knows to play it down, but he's also clever enough to notice that he does get more than 50 50, 50% of the 50 50 calls, you know what I mean? Uh, but good on him. Good on him for it. That's what I say. That's what I say about it. Uh, bunker challenge. We need to get the challenge happening. Start hashtagging it. Bunker challenge, bunker challenge, bunker challenge. And what it does is it, allow, it frees the refs up as well, it allows them to call it for what they see. If it looks like a try, it should be a try. If it doesn't look like a try, it doesn't look like a try. He's, that's what he's employed for, to make the decision. It's up to the players after that. It's up to the players. The players are happy with the play old. The fans can deal with it later. Simple as that. Coaches, shove it up your ass. You know, take it out of the control of the refs. Get that job done properly. It's such a close competition. That's why you started November. Anyway, that's enough out of me. Um, thank you for listening. Um, if you've got any ideas that you guys want to share, uh, please get back to us, share it, post it on my Facebook, Instagram, sorry, whatever it is. Righto, guys, that's probably going to be us for today, anyway. All the best. Peace. We out of here.